Hey guys, in today's episode, I am back with another round of Ask Emma Anything, but this time I am not alone. I'm lucky enough to have my friend Ryan on today to help tackle all of your questions with me. Ryan is actually our Facebook group admin. She was also one of my subscribers who I had the pleasure of meeting at EDC Orlando last year, and we have built such an incredible friendship this past year that I am super excited about. So I can't wait to dive into so many different topics today with Ryan. So with all that being said, let's get into it. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis, and today is the day. I could not be more excited about today, you guys. It's official. The Rave Culture Cast merch line is out. It is out. The link is live. You guys can officially shop our first ever clothing line. I am so excited and proud and cannot wait to hear everybody's feedback and have you guys get your hands on the merch line. So, There will be a link in the description box if you guys want to check it out. It's also International Podcast Day. So I thought this was the perfect combination. We're in high spirits. We're celebrating a lot of things, you guys. So thank you all for being a part of this milestone with me. Definitely go pick up some merch. We've got beanies. We've got hats, long sleeves like I'm wearing right now, hoodies, tank tops, t-shirts, a mug, stickers, all of that fun stuff so definitely go check it out Uh, the other things I just want to plug really quickly you guys uh, you can always check out the podcast on YouTube youtube.com slash Emma Capotis if you want to watch the interviews or you can follow along with us on social media at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis and of course there's a Facebook group community it's always going down in there you guys are so incredible so many conversations happening so be sure to join the Rave Culture Cast community group they got first access to the merch line those are the perks you get when you're in the Facebook group you hear about things first you get sneak peeks you get access to the family zoom calls all that fun stuff so you guys don't want to miss out on the Facebook group all right I think that's all I have I want to jump right into our listener of the week and then Ryan and I will be tackling all of your questions today It's not just EDM and festival related. These are some of my favorite episodes to do because they're completely based off of your questions. So we're going to be juggling all kinds of topics, getting into all fun stuff. We talk about EDC Europe. We talk about OnlyFans, Tomorrowland. Uh, We talk about ghosts and if we believe in them. Like we get into the weirdest shit in today's episode. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear that conversation with Ryan coming up in a little bit. But our listener of the week, let's do it. So it says, hey, Emma, my name is Alberto, a.k.a at Sancho Berto, and I was your listener of the week a few weeks back. I actually want to nominate the person that nominated me, Shirley Delgado. So I started watching her YouTube videos around the same time I started posting festival vlogs, and like she mentioned, our online friendship grew very quickly. She is super friendly and super funny, and she actually put me onto your vlogs, and most importantly, this podcast. I've literally binge listened to your podcast the last three weeks, literally every episode. That is amazing. He says, I'm all caught up. Well, that's besides the point. Though Shirley and I have not met in person, thanks Rona, she is one of the most supportive people I know. She motivates me to post more videos and her energy creates a vibe that is effervescent. I can't wait to one day rage with her and create some memories, content, and laughs for everyone around us. 
Thank you, Shirley, for being such an awesome friend. I love that. I love that for so many reasons. I love that because I love to see friends supporting one another and their passions and their dreams. I love that because I love Shirley. She is amazing. I've gotten to know her this past year and she is an incredible YouTuber and content creator. So definitely go give her YouTube channel a follow. But I think that's amazing. At Sancho Berto. Thank you for shouting out. Thank you for writing in about Shirley. You guys, it's it's amazing that you found this connection online and you were able to lean on each other throughout this time. So thank you so much. Shirley, you're a listener of the week. Huge shout out to you. If you guys want to make a nomination like this, you can always email me raveculturecast at gmail.com. That is raveculturecast at gmail.com with your listener of the week nominations. I'm running low, people. So definitely send yours in. You never know. I might shout you out in the next episode. All right, you guys. So like I said, Ryan is on today. She and I had the pleasure of meeting at EDC Orlando last year. It was so much fun. I bumped into her. I was late to, it was supposed to be an EDM Twitter meetup. I got a little bit lit. I was at the festival by myself and I had a couple drinks and I showed up to the EDM Twitter meetup. I basically missed it, but it didn't matter because then I ran into Ryan and her husband and her friends and they were all dressed up in like Christmas attire. It was really funny and it was just so much fun meeting them. And like I said, the best case scenario for me is when I get to meet my subscribers in person and form relationships with them and friendships with them. It's just the best thing in the entire world. And I love Ryan and I's connection. Like we're so similar and we have so many common interests. So it's been amazing to just chat with her. And when I needed to pick a Facebook admin, because I really just needed help with the Facebook group, she was the first person I thought of. And she's been so amazing in tackling that job and, you know, helping me regulate that and being the person that kind of like represents Rave Culture Cast. So I'm so excited she came on today's episode to answer your questions with me. I know you guys are going to love her. Definitely go give her a follow and show her some love and join me in welcoming Ryan to the podcast. Welcome back. I have a very special guest here today to tackle some questions with me. Please welcome to the podcast, Ryan. Yay! <laughs> Thank you for What's having up, girl? me. Of course. Yeah, I'm so excited we could finally do this. Um, we have a lot to get through today, but I want to start out by quickly having you introduce yourself. So can you do the whole, where are you from? What do you do? And what got you into dance music? Sure. So my name is Ryan. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I first started getting into EDM probably like 2011, right when like Face Nectar, Time Stretch, that was kind of hitting the scene. And then I started listening to like a little more dubstep music and started attending some music festivals. And the first one that I ever attended was Lollapalooza in 2013. Nice. And I remember I was with a group of my friends and we were walking by this stage and I heard something that kind of sounded like hip hop music mixed with like dubstep. And I was like, what is this music? And we walked up to the stage and it was Flostradamus. <laughs> and yeah. I had never heard, <laughs> I had never heard trap music in my life. And I was like, oh my God, like, what is this? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Why have I never heard of this before? So um, that really like piqued my interest and I started kind of following them. And then, you know, that kind of introduces you to other artists. And then like along the course of that year, I started kind of like dabbling in other genres and then started attending like EDM music festivals, Mm -hmm. Um, started attending local shows here in Cincinnati and like 
learned that there's such a community behind this type of music and it just really opened my eyes to you know the the EDM scene and what all that you know it encompasses and how special of a community that it is yeah, for sure. And can we talk about trap for a second? I wasn't oh, yeah. planning to, All day. but <laughs> I feel like, yeah, because you definitely have a love for trap. And I feel like with a oh, lot yeah. of people, not that it, well, some people, it got them into EDM, but at the same time, like yeah. it had a freaking moment in like 2014, oh, yeah. 2015, 2016. Like I was a huge trap fan. I mean, catch me at Yellow yes. Yellow Card, Yellow Claw. <laughs> My my little I'm emo card too though. My little emo heart. Catch me at either. <laughs> but it just was such a moment, and I feel like oh I love hearing it now. Like now, it feels a little bit more nostalgic because there's not as many people doing it. But I do wish we had more of it at festivals because it does like Same. that need. <laughs> Same. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said that because I say that all the time. I think like over the last. Two years, like you, you know, we're very into our noise, our like bass house music, our tech house, all the mala, Chris Lakes of the world. But like, and I can go to a festival and listen to tons of house music, but I need to get down to some trap every once in a while. And like, there's just not enough of it. Like, you know, we've got party fever, yellow claw floss, but I feel like trap is definitely not showcased like it used to be. And I really miss that. And I grew up listening to you know, old school hip hop, funk music. So that's kind of like how my like musical inspiration came to be. My dad always had me listening to that kind of music growing up. And that's like, you know, again, how I kind of got into the trap scene. And I, I say that at every single festival, I'm like I need a little more trap. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. There's just been so many. I miss it. Arl <laughs> Grime. Like there's yes. just, yeah, there, I, I agree with you. That was just such a fun time and so yeah. many good shows. Like such good memories. I just had, I had to touch on that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right around that like sweet spot of like 2014 times. I'm like, mm-hmm. this would be nice to have a little more every once in a while. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, absolutely crazy. I feel like those are the types of sets. Cause even I think I, it was Floss's set. It was one of the, not, maybe not nocturnal. It was one of the insomniac live streams when this was like quarantine was first starting to happen. And mm-hmm. I was standing out of my chair, just like booty popping around my apartment because I was like, this is, it's just the best thing to dance to in the buck wild. Like gesture does too. I know he's more mumbatone, but it's yeah, all. Yeah. <laughs> I am so there. Hoodie Nation stand up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I need, I need some more trap in my life. And I know exactly which set you're talking about. Too. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So Good let's, times. let's just jump right into questions. So we have a lot here, guys. Yay. I'm sure some, some will probably breeze through and some will spend a little bit more time on, but I actually thought of two when we were talking before, and these are more specifically for you to just kick us off here. Um, <laughs> also, where can people find you, Ryan? What's your Instagram handle? Oh, I, okay. Yeah. I'm, um, rbex23, R-B-E-C-K-S-2-3 on awesome. literally every, every social platform. Just joined TikTok. You know, I you saw my shuffle video. I'm trying to break <laughs> into that scene. It's been fun. <laughs> awesome. And I, how did I leave this out guys? Ryan is our Facebook admin for the Rave Culture oh, yeah. cast group. I know I definitely said this in the intro, but um, that's why I wanted to have her on here. She knows Rave Culture cast so well and has been such an incredible friend and like supporter throughout all of this. So we're going to tackle these questions together. But the first two I wanted to ask you, one, let's start on a positive note. What's okay. been one of the best things for you that's come out of quarantine? Okay, I know I just talked about this, but honestly, I think shuffling 
it's just been like such an incredible hobby for me that I have really wanted to take a stab at for a very long time. And it's like in these like very like closed off times where, you know, like gyms are closed and things like that. It's been such a good like energy release. And again, it's like almost like a very niche community of the EDM community. Right. So um, it's something that has been a goal of mine for years and like, thanks to like a lot of like the bigger shufflers and like all their how to's, it's something that I'm very much enjoying right now. So it's, it's been really exciting. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love, yeah. I need to get more in shuffling. You're inspiring me now. <laughs> yes. Once you get your new house. <laughs> exactly. Now that I don't have to be stomping and my neighbor will hear it. Okay. And then one other thing I had to mention about Ryan that you guys should know is she is a Tomorrowland stan. And she has her yes. whole Tomorrowland fam. She's wrote in, written in stories um, for some of the episodes. So I want to ask you, what is your favorite thing about Tomorrowland? Oh, God. I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> like having visions of like the happiness that is Tomorrowland in my head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God. This is probably comparable about like for like how people feel about EDC Las Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. I think it is kind of like a mecca of festivals. Um, but that's not why it's so special. I just think that it is like the most, oh my gosh, it's like, how do you describe like, I know, sorry, (laughs) in one word, no, it's good. Um, like I had never been to a festival where I have felt instantly like so comfortable in my surroundings and like the people that were there. It's like, this is a destination. Like this isn't just people going to get messed up and listen to, to EDM music. These are people that are just so genuinely invested in, you know, being a part of this community that is so supportive and so special and um, just being open-minded to meeting new people and like forming relationships from, you know, across the world and, you know, forming friendships that you'll have for the rest of your life. And, you know, it is about the music, like it is about the positivity. It is about, you know, opening your mind and meeting new people. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I feel like I'm a better person because of going to that festival and like, because of having my festival family. I just, I love them so much. I could cry. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I love it. No, it's, it's I just special. had to ask you because I know, I, I know you light up when you talk about Tomorrowland. So I want oh, to keep it's up with that. <laughs> oh I my could God. talk about it for so long, but I'm like, I've got notes here. I'm like, Ryan, be concise, please. <laughs> Actually, Ted. Literally me. I don't never shut up. Um, no, but fun fact, I'm pretty sure like not, it wasn't the most listened to, but I honestly think the best feedback until today's episode, obviously, was the, ho- the episode I did with Jose about Tomorrowland. Like I was oh. shook. I knew the community was incredible, but right. I have not had a response to an episode like I did with the Tomorrowland one. And it, maybe it's because I really never have covered it because I haven't gone. Right. Marlon fam, strong. Yeah. <laughs> I could go on that. I love, when I was listening to that episode, I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love that. It's amazing. I was like, I could go on about it forever, but you know, yeah. you, you gotta go. <laughs> no, exactly. And it's going to happen. All right. This one was really fun. I like this. This is from at knitting sheep. It said, what are your festival fashion predictions for 2021 apocalyptic chic? <laughs> <laughs> dead <laughs> I know it's, we're, we're kind of almost there I mean it's we're in mid-September late September at this point like, I, know. I know we I think we still had some trends even though we didn't have an event to go to I, I think there was I mean the butterfly trend was freaking massive this oh year. yeah 
but hose pops. yeah, any, any predict predictions, I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, gloves, masks, helmets. No, <laughs> I was going to say gloves. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm hoping for less cow print personally. Um, <laughs> Same. um, I don't know. I'm trying to, I personally would love to see more holographic. That's like my favorite thing. I saw nitty gritty was coming out with some really cool, like reflective merch. So I don't know. I think more reflective and more, I think that kind of already started, but I hope that will continue into, mm -hmm. and then I think bright colors, like even if you look at like sneakers and stuff, I feel like that's kind of been the trend. So yeah, hopefully that'll go that way. I agree. I think I, I agree with you on gloves, but like not in an ironic way. I think, cause I just, <laughs> I just bought a pair from Rave Wonderland and loved it. And I've seen that popping Ooh. up. A lot of people are wearing more gloves. And I know um, Corey Owl Eyes, who's an, freaking rave fashion icon just started yeah. a company uh slay to rave and she's been making beautiful like fun gloves so i feel like we'll see that carry over and then yeah. i've seen i think it was a trend this year but i would love for it to carry into festival season would be streetwear because so oh, yeah. many companies pivoted to doing more casual whatever like wear and i maybe not for like an EDC or an ultra, but maybe to like electric forest, I would totally love to go with some more conservative outfits that are just like super cool and comfortable. So I would love to see that personally. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Like the one, like, um, the outfit you wore to EDC Orlando that were kind of like the jogger race car pants was like, I, I need to, idea. Oh my God. It was perfect. Yeah. And like, even like a lot of like the, I would guess like Northern festivals, even Tomorrowland gets cold depending on like what, what weekend you go. But yeah, right. I, I totally agree. Yeah. And I have to shout out Ashley Gauthier's company too. So butterfly clothing, she like killed it. Cause she combined merch, like artists merch with like vintage pieces. So it's really, really cool, but that's okay. Awesome. This is a short one. This is from Ada 868. Do you enjoy festivals during the day or at night? Mm. I, I'm a day girl. <laughs> nice. I I don't know why, like, I think this is my biggest, like, I did buy EDC Las Vegas tickets. I was hesitant about the dust till dawn schedule. I think that's what I'm always <laughs> telling you about. I'm like, can I handle this? But this is only because I'm not a napper. So I'm like, it's bright out. I'm like, let's go. Although I love the lights. I don't know. I think I'm a <laughs> You could do it. You, I think it's just, people ask that a lot. Like, I've definitely gotten tired I think it was like in 2017 I remember one year we were like pretty beat and it was like 2 a.m but there's just something about the adrenaline when you're there and there's plenty of Red Bull and all kinds of shit so yes RBVs yeah <laughs> I think four logos it's fine <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly I would say night but it's gonna be interesting next year when events come back because we were so used to staying up till three in the morning and like now that <laughs> bedtime is like 10 p.m I don't know how we're gonna do it I know. It's like bed at 10, wake up at five. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's going to be rough, but we're, we're going to get through it. And I think also like it. with EDC to tag onto that, like, I don't know if you're going to camp, but that's something I'm really heavily considering in the future because I just think that is going to make staying there late <clears throat> that much easier. So, yep. Especially like with shuttles and everything, I do get very hesitant. Ubers can be kind of a bit yeah. of a mess at times. So, <laughs> yeah. no, I feel you. Um, okay. This is from Katrina Han. What's on your bucket list that is not EDM or festival related? Oh my God. Okay. Do you have one? <laughs> I think I was trying to think about this one before. I, I don't think there's anything like crazy. I would, Brian and I were talking about this. I would love to do like a luxury resort. That's like one of the, um, huts over the water. 
Like we're looking at that for our honeymoon. That's something I've always wanted to do. And then I also wrote down, I really want to go to Salem, Massachusetts. Because <laughs> I really want to see all like the Halloween shit. Like this is a perfect time of year to go. And I know it's their busiest season, but I don't know if that's lame, but I just really want to go to oh, town. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Same. Actually, yeah. The place I actually did film Halloween Town. I think it's still set up for their square. I want to see it's oh in my God. Portland or something, somewhere near Oregon. Okay. You can like go to Halloween Town, but no, I agree with that. I think bucket list for me though, I, I, and I know you've been, I really want to go to Greece. I've never yes. been. You so that I've, <laughs> I've done a lot of Euro travel, but I have not done Greece and that is very high up on my list. Yay. It's true. Yeah. Like, like otherworldly beautiful you're like this is ridiculous everything looks like a postcard it's <laughs> actually incredible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay this one's from damo we love damo he said yes! okay i thought this one was interesting because it's that's related do you believe in ghosts and why i do <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so funny i there's another podcast that i listen to called two girls one ghost and I literally had to stop Amazing. listening. <laughs> no, right? That's so good. I had to stop listening to it because I was terrifying and torturing myself. Yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think my family is very in touch with like the spiritual side, and there have been too many incidents that I'm like, no, there's definitely no no afterlife and no ghosts. Mm-hmm. So too yep. spooky. Maybe you can do like a spooky stories episode, and I'll, I'll chime in for that if you want. I would love to. I've thought about that before. I'm like, it doesn't good this podcast, but I would freaking love that. I'm getting like <laughs> creepy chills right now. Um, but no, I agree with you. I think like, I just feel like how can you not believe yeah. in that? Because there's just so many stories and you hear about people with like literally haunted homes. I, but that's the thing. I don't, I don't think I'm as afraid of it. It just depends on what you're dealing with. Like I, I do right. believe there are homes that can have really bad energies in them. And that's mm-hmm. what people like feel and have like encounters with. But yeah. then other things, if it's like relatives or something like that, like that doesn't freak me out as much. I feel like I'm more open to that. But I've done all kinds of ghost tours in oh, Savannah and I love same. that shit. Same here. I'm like such a wuss though. Like I'm like, I'm very into it. Like I kind of want to see it in the moment, but in my head, I'm like praying to my grandparents. I'm like, grandpa, I love you. But like, I don't want to like wake up and like see you standing at the foot of my bed. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I've literally thought about that too. I'm like, I'll be scared my dreams. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. no. I remember like, one story my mom told me she, um, her and my dad lived in like, uh, my Yaya's house or like something like that. It was his okay. grandmother and she had passed and they were, I think they were engaged at the time or mar- maybe they were married. And she said they were in bed, like sleeping and like by her feet at the end of the bed, she felt as if someone sat at the end of the bed, like she felt it sink in yeah. and she was just like, I'm sorry. What the fuck? And she was like, it literally felt as if, but there was nobody there. So they think it was like his grandma. <laughs> yes. I have heard stories like that. And I think about that all the time. I'm like, am I about to feel like something at the end of my bed? Like I, yeah. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Crazy. I know. So, the answer, so yes, I did answer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I had to throw this one in cause I love to address this question all the time, but this was from at underscore Melly Mel XO. When do you think there is a good eight or I guess, do you think there is a good age to stop going to raves <laughs> i think we're at the same page on this <laughs> yes 
yesterday, the next day, and then days after that. <laughs> <laughs> the limit does not exist. Is the yeah, the limit does not exist. Yeah, I just I think it's one of those things like if you have people in your life telling you that or if you keep getting questions about it saying like, when are you going to get over it? Then those people just are not for you because Mm -hmm. it's It's live music. If you enjoy it, keep going. (laughs) It's not a phase mom. (laughs) Exactly. Literally. (laughs) Okay. This one was a a fun one. So this is from at creating underscore cannabis. It seems like a lot of girls in the scene have an only fans. This wasn't really a question, but they were like, you should talk about it, how it works, the pros, cons, et cetera. So I will ask, how do you feel about OnlyFans and people in this scene having OnlyFans? Controversial. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I've seen like some girls in this scene have OnlyFans. I'm a little unaware of like what type of content they're putting out there. From everything Mm -hmm. that I've heard, it sounds like, it's not like the stereotypical OnlyFans, like a little more provocative content. Right, like, right. I'm wondering if it's comparable to Patreon. So I'm wondering. I think like, it is. It's what similar. The pos- yeah. Like, I I would be interested in seeing before making a, a true judgment call about what it what would be you know more appropriate a Patreon or an OnlyFans. I would want to see the positives and negatives. I just know the connotation that comes with OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, right. I don't think I'm educated enough on it to have an opinion just yet. Very politically correct. I would just get to tell you smart politics. <laughs> no, but it's actually funny. I do I do want to have somebody on here at some point who has one just to chat with them about it. But I feel the same as you. I think it's just one of those things like doesn't bother me at all. Get yours, do whatever you gotta do. And I think it's the right. same as Patreon. The only thing like as a older woman. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the only thing I worry about is like, it's just creepers. You know what I mean? Like who knows right. if they're screenshotting things and then they have those photos of you forever. And then I just think like, I think for most people, if it's a legitimate career option and they're making bank, that's absolutely amazing because you can like quit your job and things. But then I think yeah. there's some people who might not think about it as deeply and might just sign up for one yep. and then not think about repercussions in the future and things like that. And then those are the people right. I worry about because you never know like if your photos can get out there and could ruin a job for you or something right. like that. So that's the yeah, thing. I'm like, really think about it before you sign up for yeah. it. Even like if you have just a regular, I think we've talked about this too, some of like the creepy DMs that you get that are just oh, yeah. so wild. It's like, that's just on having a public Instagram account. <laughs> just Very true. be careful and be safe no matter what you do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. Where would you, oh, this is from at JD Gerber 22. Where would you rather rave uh, West Coast or East Coast? You're central. I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, it's like I'm Midwest Cincinnati. I think you and I are the same on this where we're more East Coast festivals. I too have not really been to anything on the West Coast. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. mean, naturally East Coast because we're over in this direction. Right. Yeah. And they all have like a different vibe. I don't know. Cause to me, like a Florida festival was a different vibe than like Izu was. So it's hard. I'm, yeah, East Coaster at heart, but I do really want to get over to the West Coast and some stuff out there so yeah I don't think I would want to do like a Coachella or anything I think that I'm kind of over the the multi-genre festivals because it seems like Mm -hmm. sometimes people at EDM stages aren't you know totally there because the music they're more there to kind of get messed up so I don't know whatever festival I would go to on the west coast would definitely have to be like an EDM focused festival 
Yeah, I agree. I've heard really good things. I've talked to a couple people recently who did Crossed and really liked Crossed, which Ooh. is a smaller, yeah, like techno yeah. and house. Um, but I agree with you. I've also been interested in movement, which is in Detroit. And I think Me that's too. your city. Of, that would be a, such a fun one to go with you yeah, for. <laughs> for sure. I could drive up and drive us around. So <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking awesome. No, that their lineup yes. is always ridiculous. Oh. I know. Yeah. Well, tentative plans. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So this, one, <laughs> this one's from at V Diaz 288. What do you think is a must see or do at EDC Las Vegas? A loaded question. That would be you because I've only been to EDC Orlando. Oh, okay. Um, we'll do EDC Orlando after. Vegas, okay. must see or do. Geez, I'm trying. I don't know if there's one thing. I think the biggest thing is just like leave yourself enough time to explore because I think the people who miss out the most are the ones who have like a really rigid plan or they're so focused on seeing XYZ sets that they don't like take the whole thing in. And there's so many hidden things like I didn't even get to half of EDC town. There were things you could go in and interact with. Like yeah. I didn't do any of them. Um, and there's just so many hidden, really cool things like art installations, art cars. So that's kind of everything, but a must see. I always got on a Ferris wheel pretty much every year. It's just like a tradition. <laughs> so I'll tell you a funny story. I'll try and keep it brief so we can get on to the next question. But at Tomorrowland, that was kind of like how I really bonded with my festival family is they, I told them that I'm like terrified of heights, terrified of Ferris wheels and all. It's like, I don't know, but they're like, Ryan, come on. Like we can see like all of Tomorrowland, like, you know, just looking at at night with all the yeah. lights and everything, very similar to EDC. And I literally never go on Ferris wheels and they got me to go in that Ferris wheel. And that was <laughs> one of the best memories of my freaking life. And we have a video of us chanting and just like having the best That's time. Awesome. So Ferris wheels can be fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And what was your favorite or what was a must see for you at EDC Orlando? Okay. I kind of stumbled upon it on accident just by seeing that Noisy was playing again because I had to see him twice <laughs> <laughs> yep. after seeing, seeing him for the first time. Um, there's like this, like basically what you said, where you kind of stumble upon like different parts of the festival or maybe a smaller stage that you didn't see the first walk through. Um, there's like, I'm sure everyone knows about it, but again, someone that's a little nerd to the EDCs, um, this like electric beach that was super small on sand. And that yes. was just so cool. I'm like, I didn't even think that there were stages like this. So yeah. I don't know. I just think, like you said, keeping an open mind and not making your your schedule so rigid. I don't know. Yeah. Being flexible, I think is super important. Totally agree with you. I forget who I saw. I think I might've been Bijou that we saw at Electric Beach last year. Okay. I can't remember. We saw like a, a set and a half and it was really, really fun just to like dance on the sand. <laughs> um, also, Van Seco came out with shuffling on stage during that no- noisy oh, set. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's about street life. Um, okay. This is, this is from Shirley Delgado. Love Shirley. She oh, said- yes. With so many festivals being announced for next year, are you having a hard time picking out what you want to go to? I was actually going to ask you about this with the announcement of EDC Portugal after we had been discussing Tomorrowland. Yes. Um, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> like how many, how many festivals can I fit in into a 365-day window? Right. <laughs> right. I know. I, like 
Well, so that's funny. My friend's getting married the weekend of EDC Portugal. So that's a no from me, dog. <laughs> I'm in the wedding. So that can't happen. <laughs> I know. I was kind of like, honestly, it's probably for the best. Although I probably would have made it happen. I also think they didn't Same. announce the dates for next year, but I'm pretty sure Electra Forest is the weekend after usually. So that would be like way oh. too tight of a turnaround anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I would say, am I having a hard time picking? I think my dreams for everything are very high. I personally very have nice. not bought a single ticket. I have just carried over Electric Forest. I don't have a single ticket to anything else, and I'm probably keeping it that way until next year. I just, I don't know. I don't want to put bad juju out into the universe. I don't I think know. we're going to have festivals until summer, fall, so yeah. I don't want to buy anything until I know what the date's but yes, they're all so tempting. They all sound amazing. Oh, actually, I still have WW tickets because that's back to the original oh, date now. <laughs> yeah, forgot. but I don't think that'll happen in April. I mean, who knows? I know. I, I carried over my ADC Las Vegas tickets and I'm like, that's what I was like. I wonder if they'll roll over to Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas, Just maybe. Pasquale, I feel like Pasquale will not allow it to miss another time. So yeah. <laughs> we'll like, see. We'll see what please. happens. Now. But yeah, so I kept my Tomorrowland tickets, though. So that's a go. Yes. I know. I was gonna say, I've said this a million times. I'll say it again. I think 2021 is going to be the year of international festivals, personally. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, okay. What is your... What's your favorite food in Vegas? That's from V Diaz 88 again. So I will highly recommend Gordon Ramsay's burger. I go every single time I'm in Vegas. It's so freaking good. Wait on the line. It's literally worth it. And what else do I like? I went to the Peppermill Diner, which is a classic diner there. The whole experience was awesome. The food was really good. Um, Canaletto is a really good Italian restaurant. And then for my friend's bachelorette last year, we ate at Hex in Paris Hotel. The food was freaking amazing. It was so good. So those are all my favorite places to eat in Las Vegas. I'm like trying to remember. I haven't been to Vegas since like 2015, but like if you're going to be out that way, like in and out is really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can get that in Cali, so you know. <laughs> this is true. Yep, yep. Um, okay. At Cheddar Cheese says, have you ever been to Red Rocks? No. I have not. Damn. Would you go? Did you see TSO was literally playing a yes. show first day out of nowhere? Yeah. I know. I was like, and then I saw someone in the Facebook group was talking about going. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that they're having like any audience whatsoever. I was yeah. Very jealous. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing that they're able to open because they are an outdoor venue. So I think that's amazing yeah. that they can, but um, I couldn't even believe that. I would never have thought to see Tiesto's name on a Red Rocks lineup, but what a show. Dang. Seriously. Yeah, I actually just gave me chills. <laughs> I know, it's going to um, be amazing. Yeah, so I would I go if I lived out there. <laughs> Agree, I want to go for sure. Actually, I, I should have said bucket list, but that's kind of EDM related, but Same. that's definitely bucket list. And there's so many incredible shows there. I kind of, I don't know, like Seven Lions did a show, like I wish I had done that or like Elenium yeah. was out there. I wish I did that. So I kind of want to wait till one of my favorite artists is playing and then I'll send it there <laughs> yeah I really did want to go for Allison granted mm-hmm. I've seen her like 10 times so okay. maybe need to see. <laughs> yeah for some reason she comes to Ohio a lot <laughs> oh okay and gotcha gotcha we, we don't have a huge EDM scene in Cincinnati but I do go to Columbus a lot for shows so nice. you know 
outside of COVID. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> another question. You guys know, I, I will answer anything you ask. I know you're substance free at events, but are your friends the same way at underscore Marin Miranda underscore? <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> like I'm just going to say this. I never said I was substance free at festivals, <laughs> first of all. Um, no, I'm kidding. I've talked about this openly on the podcast. I had a whole episode on substance use. I, I've shared, I've had bad experiences before, which led me to take very long hiatuses from doing substances at festivals. And then I was just drinking instead. Um, but are my friends the same way? I think it's kind of like whatever people want to do if they're being safe and comfortable about it. I don't like my friends don't judge and I'm not judging what they do. So um, it might be an age yeah. thing too. Like we're all mm-hmm. old, old, adults. So I'm not really yeah. like picking things, but I could see if you're maybe like 20 or 21, there might be a little bit more pressure involved in that kind For of sure. scenario. But yeah, just yeah. clarify that. <laughs> no, I, no, I totally agree. I, I do think it's interesting. Like, again, like this is kind of what I noticed attending festivals as a 20-something versus attending festivals now that I'm 30. Um, it's very interesting to see, like, the younger crowd is definitely, like, a little more likely to take it to the next level. And I think that's kind of, like, when a lot of, like, lesson learning is had. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I personally, like, I really just drink at festivals. But I, my friends will, you know – dabble in other genres and like I'm not judging and as you said no one else is judging either right so, exactly. as long as you're being safe a hundred percent I agree with that that's what I always say that's why like I do half of this stuff is because like we've all made mistakes and like learned our lessons so I'd rather right. people test their shit and be safe about it but yeah right. not an issue with my friend group um Same. This one was just a funny, this is a quick one. This is from at Misty Hammock. She said, once settled into your new home, have you thought about getting pets? We've thought about it. It's not, oh, I should whisper, Brian can hear me. <laughs> We've thought about it. It's probably not going to happen for a while. We do want a dog at some point, but I just cannot imagine that responsibility at this point. But you're a dog owner. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. She's like the light of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's been attending all of the at-home raves we've been having. <laughs> I know she's such a good sport. Like we literally got a fog machine and lasers and she's very <laughs> interested in the fog machine. I'm like, oh my God, is this bad for her? I'm like, I guess you can be a raver and have a dog, right? Exactly. It does make, it does make traveling for festivals a little difficult. So I will right. say that. Right. But, um, you know, find good friends that are willing to watch you, you're fine. <laughs> Throw that way the cons. Yep, for yes. sure. Yes. Oh, um, for sure. At Janae Wade said, if you could see any two DJs back to back, who would it be? Oh, God. <laughs> well, I will say, like, noisy wax motif, like that day trip set. I was like, yes. that was like, <laughs> I was like, come on. Um, good. Trying to think of, do you have any others off the top of your head? That was the first thing I thought of when they did that. I was like, oh, this is literally like the dream thing. But I guess yes. <laughs> any two DJs, I mean, I think it'd be really incredible to see like above and beyond back-to-back Seven Lions. Like, I don't think that has ever happened because they have a lot of songs together. Um, I don't know. I mean, because that Seven Lions has done back-to-backs with a lot of people on like his Ophelia Records and Jason Ross. But I'd like to see him maybe dabble and do some other back-to-backs I think that would just sure. probably blow everybody's freaking mind and there's probably so many good house artists I'm not thinking of right now <laughs> I have one in mind that would be like maybe one of the like wildest crazy sets ever but like these are two personal favorites of mine 
I, I don't think it's ever happened. I might be mistaken, but I love to see, uh, well, you know, Valentino Con, of course. Yes. Valentino Con party favor back to back. I feel Ooh. like, yeah. No, they do. Oh my God. What is it called? Party Con, I think it's called. Okay. I think okay. I saw that. I think I saw them play at um Madison. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I totally like could see that being a thing. I'm like thinking off the top of my head, I'm like, who would be the most lit? Who do I just freaking <laughs> yeah. love and adore? <laughs> yeah, 100%. No, yeah, I think I saw that and they were crazy. That's a good one too. There's just yeah. so many like Jaws back to back, literally insert anyone. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any more right now, but there, yeah, there would be so many incredible ones. I know. Um, it's like you could go on and on. <laughs> Okay, this one's a little bit heavier. I don't have who this was from, but this says, during these times and really in general, what are some tips that you're willing to share that has helped you keep your mental health in check? I've been struggling with this a lot and would love your advice. This Mm. one's tough because I know everybody's been going through it this entire year, but how do you keep your mental health up? I think for me personally, and I know this is kind of dependent on how social of a person you are, Mm-hmm. Um, I am very into like leaning into my like, closest friendships and relationships and um, kind of using that as an outlet to kind of vent and, I don't know, receive good feedback on maybe like an outsider's perspective on, you know, what I'm going through. Um, also, just things like doing what makes you happy, you know, staying physically active and like mm-hmm. taking time to invest in yourself. You know, I've I've talked about it now three times, but like something as simple as shuffling, I was like, this is something that I always wanted to do. It's a goal of mine. Like it makes me feel better that I accomplished a goal. It's like Mm -hmm. physical activity, but just taking the time to like, you know, give yourself some grace because you're not going to have perfect moments. Um, You're going to have down, down moments. You're going to have highs and lows. Um, But at the same time, like trying to just stay positive and turn this like extra time into ways to like improve yourself and improve your relationships and well, improve your relationships with your friends and family. <laughs> right. Right. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. I think, I think I like what you said about just like finding things that make you happy and shuffling, I think could definitely be something, especially in this community for people to get oh, into, yeah. but it's, I it's, love it it's tricky. I think it's a combination of like finding things that kind of can relax you if you have like anxiety or things like that. Cause definitely mm-hmm. I would say, I know it's like meditating. I never thought that was a thing, but I meditate every morning now. And I just put on like a peaceful meditation playlist on Spotify and I like pull tarot cards now, but it's just my time in the morning where I just like really clear my head. I get set my intentions for the day. I like check in with myself. And I really like think about the things that were stressing me out the night before. And I'm like, those are all dumb. Like let's, it's a new day. So I think finding things that can maybe relax you and kind of take you out of like your hectic schedule and things like that. Um, watch ASMR videos, like whatever it is that will kind of like (laughs) chill you out a little bit, I think is helpful. And then yeah, getting into new hobbies because Sometimes just trying something new or like finding a new passion can kind of like reignite a spark in you. Yeah. And that can just be like a fun new thing to get into. And that's like what tarot cards did for me. I'd started doing those in April and like, I'm completely obsessed and it's such, I nerd out over it now. But I, I love it. <laughs> it's just so fun. I never thought I'd be into it. And so like that, literally that like 15 to 20 minutes in the morning where I do my meditation and pull my cards is like 
one of my favorite things to wake up to. So I think finding things you're passionate about, like little moments in the day and like finding ways to cope with your anxiety and yeah. just having those like that downtime is definitely big or shuffle or dance. Moving your body definitely helps. I think. Yes, for sure. Yep. Um, okay. <laughs> this is going to like go the complete opposite direction. Sorry. <laughs> Taking a turn. <laughs> yeah, that got deep. Um, this is from Emily MacArthur and it says, okay, yeah. you're from New Jersey. Any truth to the show Jersey Shore or Guido <laughs> stereotypes with the big hair, et cetera? <laughs> So great question. I think, well, I think a lot of them, some of them were not even from New Jersey. A bunch of them were from New York and Staten Island, which I think you will get a lot more of that. There are bars down the Jersey shore that can get a little freaking crazy and you can see some types of buff meathead dudes for sure, like at these specific places. I've never seen anything like the big hair and stuff like that. But I think it depends on the town you're from in New Jersey. If it's like a very Italian kind of town, you can get some of those guys, but nothing. Did you ever run into any of them? Did you ever run into any of them? No, I don't think I ever in public. I've seen DJ Pauly D DJ times. (laughs) Actually. Yeah. He came to Cincinnati. I was like, what? (laughs) That's amazing. Yep. Yep. Um, But no, so I don't, I think there are some people, but I don't see them frequently where I live. <laughs> um, okay, my friend Casey asked, Whataburger or In-N-Out? Which I've never had oh. Whataburger, but you, please. <laughs> I've had Whataburger, and I'm sorry. It is just nothing of the sort. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, In-N-Out all the way. <laughs> Damn, okay. I haven't, I had In-N-Out when I was maybe like 15 years old, but I don't eat meat like that so I can't really eat anything there so I can't have it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um okay this is from Kat Han what's one artist you haven't seen live yet that you are dying to see oh god oh <laughs> you still have a list on my phone I'm gonna pull I, it up <laughs> I was gonna say I think I had a had a running list at some point yeah, I feel like I've been so fortunate to see so many especially at like all of the just like EDM focused festivals it's like almost right. impossible to not check someone off every time. I have to think. You go ahead. Okay, I pulled up my list here. I literally have an ongoing list, guys, because to, to Ryan's point, like, you've seen so many, so you're like, did I see it? Um, I still have never seen Duke Dumont. Ooh. Very upset about that. That makes me upset. Chris Lorenzo. How have Same. I not seen Chris Lorenzo? Same. <laughs> that Same would be here. Fun. Yep, so Annie up, Chris Lake, and Chris Lorenzo back-to-back. That would be incredible. Um, Sophie Tucker, who I oh, yes. love, they're so much fun and they have like yeah. a live element and they were going to play ultra this year. And I was so excited about it. Holy goof. Oh, I feel like you like holy goof. <laughs> yes. Wait, I feel like I saw, oh, I can't remember. Yes, but I do. <laughs> That's another good house. Odessa. I've never seen. Yeah, I've seen Odessa. I would they're like to great. see Odessa. Just I'm based on the, yeah, people's Odessa. reviews. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're great, but not totally my cup of tea. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think that's how I'd feel. Um, and then I more recently added on like Lewis the Child I haven't seen, Of the Trees, LS Dream, so more like experimental bass. I've never seen Anna or Anna. She's a techno yeah. today. Yeah, same. And I put Kyle Watson, who is another like deep house artist and 
Yes. At Ubby Dubby and I was excited to see him. So that's my long list. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. That actually made me think because I was supposed to go to Ubby Dubby too before the freaky deaky. Mm-hmm. We were both talking about going such a bummer, but because uh, our lineup is insane, which I think they kept yep. it in for the most part, which still yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah, um, I really want to see Sosa. I think he's part of Solardo's record label, Solar Records. He's really okay. great. Yeah, um, that he's got that DFCW track, which is amazing, and I've never seen Dom Dalla, so like I Ooh. need to see him. <laughs> I, I, see, I saw Dom Dalla at Izu. Yep, right oh, up there. <laughs> he's so up fun. So yeah, I think those are just two, those are two off the top of my head. All right, perfect. Um, okay, let's see. I know we're coming up. We had some questions from Instagram too, but I'll get into those. Yeah. We're almost we're almost through the list. Let's see. Casey also asked, best beach you've ever been to? Um, I'm a pool girl, personally. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like, my, my family has a place in Naples, so, like, we'll go to the beach there, but, like, I don't know. Catch me in a pool. This, this might be more you living, like, closer to the coast. Yeah, I was, well, I was going to be like um, Super Paradise Beach in Mykonos, Greece. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I was say, uh, like the south of France. <laughs> yeah, literally, I'm going to go with uh, Greece for my final answer. Um, <laughs> I just said that. I was like, how douchey can I get with this answer? Oh, you can get douchey. Best beach you've ever been to. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I went to Via Franche in France, and I was like, this is, this is how the other side lives. This is kind of nice. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, okay, Brianna Bornia said, do you plan on filming moving vlogs and new house tour vlogs? I'm definitely going to film a decor vlog of like my office and filming setup because I have so many cool plans for that. So that I want to show like from start to finish. Um, let's see. Colin Prentice said, what are your thoughts on luxury destination festivals, i.e. Firefest? Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, does Tomorrowland count in that realm? Destination. I guess. I mean, I'm trying to think of other Sweet. ones that were like more beach, like getaway yeah. kind of things like that, that are like super bougie. Yeah, I know. It's like, if you look at something like a fire fest, I don't think you can really compare it to Tomorrowland. I don't think right. they're anything <laughs> alike. I just know like, when I when we well again when we hopefully go in 2021 we like to stay in like the more like glamping part mm-hmm. I consider that to be luxury it's not like the Jenners and like you know Kardashians are promoting at Tomorrowland I think that's right, just right, a, right. a totally different vibe at a Firefest so yes if it's Firefest vibes I'm not interested <laughs> <laughs> retweet but if it's Tomorrowland glamping vibes like catch me there <laughs> yeah no I think that's fair I think that yeah that makes sense as a luxury I think the thing with Firefest when I watch the documentary it's like a lot of people yeah hot take I the people who bought tickets to that and spent that much money literally just based on a lineup and influencers like not my company or my people <laughs> no, no yeah, it's more of like a and you know I don't mean to crap on any festival but like, you know, I mentioned like a Coachella, like I think there's like some type of like, I'm here to be seen element to some of those type of festivals. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, again, like what changed my mind um, completely when I started going to just like, like genuinely EDM based festivals. I was like, right. this is so different. Like yeah. everyone is sincerely here because they like being a part of this community. So mm-hmm. I don't think I would ever go to 
to the Firefest type situation. Yeah, I don't think so either. And one thing about Coachella that's interesting, I was the same as – like I literally had absolutely no interest in it, and I'm still like I'm not jumping to go, but there's the other right. half of me. I kind of want to go, obviously vlog the experience, and – just do what I would want to do, which is literally hang out at the like EDM tent the whole time. And then the one, like, I forgot what the name of it is, but there's one tent that's like pretty popular jaws played an incredible set there. So I'd want to see like, if you really just went to the sets you want to go to, like, would you still have a really fun experience or are the vibes in general, just not it. And I've heard a difference between the two weekends, but I kind of want to go and experience it myself. And also I've heard um in obviously in california depending on where you stay it's like really beautiful around there not coachella itself because it's dusty as shit but yeah <laughs> the areas around it always look so really like, need the masks glamorous yeah um okay let's see i want to ask you this question are you married you're married right or no yes. you're engaged okay how did yeah. you meet your husband <laughs> how'd you guys True. meet oh how do we meet Okay, this is amazing, but um, we actually didn't tell our family until the day of our wedding. We they thought that we met at Flostradamus um, <laughs> because they came to Cincinnati in like 2014 or something. It's like the only time they'll probably ever come here, um, and we were both there the same night, but didn't meet, which is so crazy. And then we matched on Tinder three months later. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but did you just go on a date and that was it? Yeah, actually, yeah, like we went out to get beers and he wound up like coming out with my friends the first night that we went on a date. And then I was like, okay, like this guy can hang and he really yeah. likes EDM music. Like this could be a good thing. So <laughs> awesome. I love yeah. that. <laughs> how, how did you and Brian meet? We met um, in a bar on New Year's Eve Ooh. in Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs> Is there a New Year's kiss? <laughs> it kind of was. <laughs> It was interesting though. We always tell the same story. It's funny because both of our friend groups are there. Obviously New Year's, you go out with like a big group. So yeah. it's funny to like hear both of their stories, like recounting the <laughs> night because I, I went out, it was like a last minute thing. We decided to buy tickets and you know, it was like a, you're, you're kind of stuck for five hours with whoever's in this bar. You know what I mean? Like you buy an open bar package. Yeah. And I remember I was there with like 11 girlfriends or something. And first hour I was like I did a scan I was like there's no one really here I'm just gonna it's gonna be a girl's night like literally thought that in my head and then I walked to go to the bathroom and he was like in this corner table with all his friends and we locked eyes and I was like that's the one. Oh, that's so sweet <laughs> yeah and his friend said the same thing which is really funny they're like he pointed you out and said like he picked you out too so then oh. so that was fun but it was really really nice night we like we it was just weird like we didn't this is tmi for everybody we didn't kiss like immediately we talked for like hours that whole yeah. night and i just felt so comfortable with him so it was like weird because <laughs> he was a stranger oh, that's yeah. so crazy but mm -hmm. hey when you know you know <laughs> exactly, exactly um okay let's see this one was okay who were the top few people you would want to interview still from carlos victorino Ooh. I'll say who I would want to interview and then I would want to hear who you, who you would like to see on the podcast. But I wrote down okay. obviously Pasquale Rotella. Hello, dad. Um, seven lions. <laughs> I would love to interview some female artists. Like I would love to interview Alice in Wonderland at some point. Cause I think it's amazing how she built her career. Noizu 
is a crowd favorite. And I wrote this one. This will literally never happen, and it's not EDM related at all. But I love Joe Santagato so much from the Basement Yard podcast. He was a okay. <laughs> he was like a Viner, and then he has a YouTube channel, and now he hosts the Basement Yard podcast. He's the funniest fucking person in the entire world. <laughs> and I just would be like honored to interview. You have to watch some of his videos. <laughs> okay, no, say now you're at, may, te- maybe text me because I won't. What's it called? Basement Yard. The Basement Yard. It is so okay. funny. It, 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 you're gonna watch it and you're gonna be like, "What is happening here?" But <laughs> it'll catch on quickly. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, what would you go. like to see on the podcast? Okay, so you definitely hit on, like, probably who I would have said first would be, like, just, like, any female artists in general, because I think, like, we've mm-hmm. talked about this before, it would be great to get more representation. Yep. Community, but Noizu, I feel like, is, like, the perfect example of someone that's, like, he's on the up a little bit, but, like, I feel like he's, like, getting up there real quick. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't really know who he was until maybe like right before ADC Orlando and I started kind of going through the noise the, or the lineup. And then I saw that he had that lasers um, track on Hausa. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've been listening to this song forever. I didn't know who he was. And he just seems like awesome. And um, I think, aren't you in the heaters only um, Facebook group yeah. too? And he seems, it's very cool that he interacts with fans and everything. Yep, yep. So, and then, you know, how many times can I talk about Valentino Khan? I met him once and he was just like, the nice guy. You didn't you say you met him too? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Was, so maybe so cool. getting him on. It's a big name, but like I think he could do it. <laughs> do it. I want to try and get Four B on here too, because he's a jersey. Oh player. my god, I love Four B. Yeah, I'm just gonna maybe some more card. <laughs> maybe some more trap people and be like, can you guys start playing more shows? <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll got it. Just a couple more here. Um, okay. let's see. Somebody said. What would be the first international festival you would hope to attend once festivals are back? And do you think countries will even allow Americans into their countries once things start to come back to normal? I feel like it completely depends. There are countries right now who let you in. Like I'm pretty sure Croatia you can go to. And even like Aruba, I was reading an article about this. There's like certain things like you might have to take a test 48 hours before flying. And then when you get there, you have to take a test. So if that's happening now, I feel like it's going to only open up more and more as we go on. Right. It just depends. But if I could pick my first one, I'd want to go to Tomorrowland 100%. (laughs) That would be my first pick for you too. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully soon we get his meat. <laughs> exactly. But um, this one, this was fun. Okay. And I think, let me just check Instagram if we had any more. What's your opinion on EDC Europe, Ryan? Oh my gosh. Okay. So, I mean, I am a big fan of like any fet- like. Any reason to travel to Europe just to get kind of experience a new culture. So any festival that's over there automatically piques my interest. Um, granted, it's harder to get over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw someone comment, I think maybe in the RCC Facebook group, um, that they made a really good point about like if they were going to attend their first European festival, you know, an EDC versus a Tomorrowland versus a, I can't, like, there's like a summer solstice or something that I've been kind of interested in or Creamfields. Um, if you've already been to EDC here in America, would the yeah. stage and stages and everything else be pretty similar vibes? Would you get a totally different, more unique experience at like a Tomorrowland or Creamfields right. or something like that? So right. I think it's really cool that they're doing it, but 
if I had to pick between a totally new like um, company that was doing the festival, I would probably not go with Insomniac, even though I love their festivals. Yeah, I hear you on that. I, think uh, yeah. I remember I remember that question. Yeah, somebody was comparing them and I said, well, it's one thing because you know what you'll get. So you know Insomniac will pull out all the stops. But at the same time, like I, I said, I get nervous when a festival has its first year because you just don't know what kinks need to be worked out. But then again, we don't know if Portugal will come back as a location. It kind of sounds like it might just be because of the 25th anniversary. I was very happy they picked Portugal. I had so many different group chats and no one guessed that. We all were thinking it'd be like near Tomorrowland, like in in Germany or in Amsterdam. Same. Um, I even thought Greece. I was like, maybe Greece will happen. Oh my God, same. But I was like, I would love that. <laughs> so Portugal, I immediately was like, oh my God, they're going to do a beach location. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. So yeah. I think it's probably going to be incredible. But um, yeah, it'd, it'd be kind of hard to beat. And somebody actually said too, what's the best festival to go to for your first festival? Oh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you probably have a better answer than me. So you go first. <laughs> um, for first festivals. I mean, I know people who have done EDC Las Vegas for their first festival and who have loved it. I think that's amazing. I I mean, no, what am I talking about? That was me. <laughs> I'm like, have I got I think oh it's because I think I be it's because I've done so many shows before that I forget that EDC Las yeah. Vegas is the first big EDM festival. So yeah, I mean the only thing with that is like it ruins everything else for you because it's quite simply the best, but it depends. If you're like in California, then I would highly recommend going to like a nocturnal wonderland or beyond. I've heard both of those have incredible vibes and I've heard great things about the camping experiences. Um, but I've heard people who have done sunset music festival in Florida for the first time, like to dip their toes in, or I think East Orlando would be a great Florida option. Izu for New York. 10 out of 10 recommend. So I think those are the core ones, like depending on where you're located and Texas too, like those aren't that big. So I feel like you could easily do a freaky deaky or ubby dubby just to get comfortable with a festival. Yeah. I think it would be good to maybe start with like a two day festival. Um, just because I, you know, you always say it's a marathon, not a sprint yes. and maybe just kind of like <laughs> dipping your toes in like a Friday, Saturday, or a Saturday, Sunday festival, but yeah, maybe something more mid-sized, two days, and maybe something that doesn't require as intense of travel, because it is exhausting. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, and same thing, like, I haven't done camping yet, so I can't speak to that. A lot of people would say do a camping festival, but maybe, maybe not for your first one, if you're kind of, unless you go with people who are experienced, and they're going to walk you right through everything, then you're fine. (laughs) That's true. We went to Bonnaroo in 2014. It was like the first time I'd been to like Lala, but that's nice. such a city festival. Bonnaroo, <laughs> not preparing is nothing. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, the sun is going to bake me in this tent. Oh God, I cannot so, even yeah, imagine. Do your research and you'll be great. <laughs> awesome. Well, Ryan, that was all of our questions. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Oh my God, everyone asked so many good questions. Yeah, this was so fun. I feel like we definitely got through a lot of topics and it wasn't all festival related. So I like yeah. just kind of veering off into whatever conversations. But before I let you go, um, plug again where everybody can find you. Sure. Everyone can find me at rbex23 across all platforms. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. It is such a treat to be a part of this community. 
Um, I love our Facebook group so much. Everyone in there is just so sweet and awesome. And it's been so incredible getting to know you. And I feel so lucky and blessed to call you a friend. And I'm just, yeah, very grateful to be a part of Rave Culture Cast, fam. <laughs> oh my God. No, I couldn't wait to have you on. And I'm so excited. And guys, yeah, Ryan will be in the Facebook group always interacting and things like that. And definitely go give her a follow. And girl, hang tight. Everybody else, I will be back in just a second with EDM News. Alrighty, you guys, I hope you all enjoyed that round of Ask Me Anything. I had so much fun recording with Ryan. She and I literally were talking for like an hour and a half. You only heard some of it, (laughs) but it was just so much fun. I hope you guys loved Ryan as much as I do, and I definitely want to bring these episodes back, so let me know if you enjoy these. I think it's just really fun to jam pack it with all of your questions and talk about the things you guys want to talk about, so I'm glad we could discuss some interests and things like that topics outside of EDM and festivals as well because it's just fun to to chat about life in general so huge shout out to Ryan thank you again for being on today's episode all right you guys I'm going to jump into EDM news it's going to be short today because this is a pretty long episode I quickly just wanted to touch on a trend that is happening that I'm sure a lot of you have noticed obviously without festivals this year one thing that's been extremely common that's been popping up are these new basically like festival combined with trips or like experiences I don't know what I want to call them really they're kind of like vacations that have EDM shows with them so there'll be like hotel takeovers in the Bahamas or something like that and we've seen this happening with Izu Izu was doing Izu Cancun and it was like an all-inclusive scenario you can buy a ticket so you get your hotel and then you get the different shows and all of that is tied into it so now we're seeing that happen with more and more festivals I know pollen is selling tickets to them and it's just kind of like an interesting combination I don't know how do you guys feel about it I think it's a really cool solution I feel like what's better than going on like an all-inclusive vacation than having EDM shows to go to during the day and at night and then you can meet other ravers and you're all hanging out in the same place and I feel like these companies feel more comfortable booking these types of events right now because they're happening in happening in other countries so if American travelers can go there right now then it should probably be a safe bet so imagine music festival was a more recent one to hop on the train here they teased a little Instagram post saying they're doing something called hashtag imagine vacations and then they just announced that it is a Bahamas crossing that's the name of the event it's April 8th To the 11th, 2021, four days, three nights, imagine hotel takeover, live performances, only $20 down, Um, early access is available right now, and it sounds amazing. I mean, it's a takeover of the best hotel in Nassau, there's going to be pool parties, morning yoga, meditation, and more, concerts on the beach, and it says, P.S., this trip is 100% refundable, including deposit if canceled or rescheduled due to COVID-19. So that's definitely going to be really interesting. Bahamas, really nice. We're loving that. And then the other one that was doing something really, really similar was Spring Awakening. So this is oh an excursion. That's probably the right word I was looking for. Spring Awakening excursions. This one is also going to be in Cancun. This is five days, April 28th to May 2nd, 2021. Spring Awakening Hotel, world-class artists curated by SM. 
S-A-M-F, $20 deposit. Same type of thing. I think these are all probably being put on by the same companies. Again, I know Pollen is a big driver behind a lot of these, but same type of deal, guys. Um, It says this is an entirely unique uh, Spring Awakening Fest experience that takes the immersive music feel of Spring Awakening and multiplies it over five days and four nights in an all-inclusive music, parties, hotel, food, and drinks. Really, really cool. Um, So there's limited packages available and same deal with rescheduling because of COVID. It's refundable if it needs to be canceled because of that. So definitely look into those excursions. Again, I think they're a really cool solution. Will I attend any? I have no idea. I'm personally not buying any tickets for anything in 2021 right now. But I would not be surprised if I decide to do one of these excursions. All right, and lastly, I know this has passed at this point, but it was too good not to talk about. Who else was completely surprised when Tiesto all of a sudden posted that he was going to be playing at Red Rocks live in person? Did anyone think that was happening in 2020? Not this girl. (laughs) I mean, the man posts it the week of the show, which is crazy, and it just shows like he's going to sell that thing out no matter what. But I never thought I would see tiesto headlining a red rock show i just think that's absolutely incredible the man is a legend he is so good live if you guys have never seen him live 10 out of 10 recommend it but um he is playing a show there it was this past thursday september 24th and i believe the tickets were going towards a specific fundraiser i think and you can watch it live so it hasn't happened yet you guys but i will definitely be watching that i think that's gonna be absolutely amazing so really cool to see that some venues are still open obviously red rocks is an outdoor venue so that's amazing who thought they would see tiesto in 2020 not me Alrighty, you guys and let me wrap everything up with my songs of the week this is pretty short as well and that's because the only recommendation i have for you guys this week is to go stream vibe with aids soundcloud mix catch a vibe i will repeat that again all you need to do this week is go listen to my girl Vibe With AIDS first ever mix called Catch A Vibe. It's on her SoundCloud at Vibe With Aid. It is so effing good. I'm so proud of her. This is her first mix and it is amazing. And I'm not just saying that because I'm her, I'm her friend. I was like tearing up listening to it. Her transitions are amazing. The track list is so good. I didn't know a lot of the songs. Um, it's definitely more deep house slash tech house, but it really picks up. There's some really good bangers in there. Um, there's a lot off of Sola, which is Solardo's record label. So you guys will find something you love in it. It's amazing. It's a, I think it's like 50 minute mix, but pop it on in the background. You're going to be dancing around and just catching a vibe with her set her set, her mix. That's the right word. (laughs) So shout out to Vibe With Aid for putting that out. And you guys, I'm out of breath. That means we're at the end of the episode here. Thank you all so much for hanging out with me. Go check out the Rave Culture Cast merch line. It is available today. It is officially out. I'm so excited. I can't even tell you guys it's finally here and I can't wait to see you guys. If you buy it and you take pictures in it, please, please tag me at Rave Culture Cast. And at Emma Capotis, I am definitely going to be doing some shout outs. And of course, you guys know the drill. If you can rate and review on iTunes, that's a huge help. Please screenshot your screen today. Share this to IG stories and tag us in it. That is a huge help. Send a link to a friend today. Uh, Word of mouth is definitely the best way to get this podcast out there. It's free content, people. All of these things help. 
small creators. So thank you all so much for doing it. Again, you can check out our YouTube channel, Rave Culture Cast Clips, for weekly highlights and bonus interviews. I did a little bonus lightning round style questionnaire with Ryan. So you guys can check that out only on YouTube or you can watch the full episodes on youtube.com slash Emma Capotis. I think that's all I have for you guys. Go check out the Facebook group and join the community over there. And other than that, stay happy, stay healthy, enjoy your Wednesday, and I will be back next Wednesday with another incredible interview. Bye, guys.